0: Morning, guys, and welcome to episode 77 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Uh, I wanted to give a big shout out to everybody that's been supporting the podcast. Thank you very, very much for the words of encouragement, guys. It keeps me going. Uh, not that I need much of an excuse to keep going doing these podcasts. I really, really actually enjoy doing them with people, asking them questions, and also hearing from you guys about what you the topics you'd like me to cover uh, on the podcast. So today, actually, we're gonna be speaking with Rodrigo and Marco from REMB Lawyers. Uh, they have offices in the Central Pacific, Guanacaste, and also the Central Valley here in Costa Rica. They're lawyers and notaries that specialize in real estate and also uh, corporate law uh, and have experience both here in Costa Rica and also the US. So today we're gonna to be discussing the pros and cons of holding a property in your personal name and also a corporation, plus also getting a little bit more information on, I suppose, US corporations holding property or owning property here in Costa Rica the best way to do that and also holding costs of owning a corporation here in Costa Rica just so I know I know a few of you have had questions about that remember guys um, if anybody needs any help with anything we have quite a few people uh, that we're actually been helping out with that's finding land helping them with development projects uh, investment groups individuals looking to buy real estate here in Costa Rica we take more of a consultative approach to real estate here in Costa Rica, guys. Uh, We are not realtors, Uh, we work for you guys. You guys basically hire us as as consultants to kind of be on your side to also educate you uh, and give you, I suppose, 17 years of our experience here. Well, probably more with Eric, who's our engineer here on staff, Um, but really get kind of, uh, like on the matrix, kind of plug you in uh, and teach you all about Costa Rican real estate, whether that be just buying it, developing it, building, uh, et cetera. So remember, if you have any guests that you want to ask future guests, uh, or you want to ask me, uh, please remember to put them in the comments. You can also email me directly, info at investing Costa rica.com. That's info at investingcosta rica.com. Remember, if you like the podcast, guys, remember to sub- 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 subscribe. And a bit of a tricky word there this morning. Uh, subscribe if you're actually on YouTube. Uh, give us a... Re- glaring or a glowing review. Sorry, glaring review, more of a glowing review here. I haven't had my coffee yet. Uh, A glowing review on um, Spotify, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts there. But anyway, enough of me uh, tripping up on my own words here. Uh, Let me grab some coffee and let's get straight into it. Good morning, Rodrigo and Marco. How are you doing? Hi, good morning. Morning, Richard. Good Uh, to see you. yeah, you too, you too, guys. I really appreciate you guys coming on the podcast here. Just, I, I thought it would be very good to get you on here just to answer some questions that we keep getting um, from listeners, and also, uh, you know, that I, I suppose that are frequently asked questions when it comes to buying uh, real estate here in Costa Rica. But before we jump into that, I mean, you know, I mean, it's been a crazy two years. Uh, it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. But, I mean, you guys see a lot of the transaction end of the business, but I mean, what is it that you guys are seeing? What surprised you? And are there any trends in the transactions that you're seeing without giving too much away?
1: Okay, um, I'm going to jump in. Um, there has been a tendency right now, and that's something that we're going to be discussing further. Um the last five years, for example, people didn't even question uh, what type of entity they will be using to purchase a, a, a property. and they always chose to, to purchase through a corporation. But lately the trend is for foreigners to consider uh, purchasing it in physical name because the maintenance uh, costs of the corporation are getting very high. So people are trying to save the annual uh, maintenance costs and have that uh, transferred to their physical name, but we we can talk about that uh, more later.
2: Yes, there there have been uh, significant changes in regulations in the past few years uh, that require for additional filings um, and certain compliance uh, documents that need to be filed on a yearly basis that rise up the uh, maintenance costs, Um, not just the constitution or incorporation, But now clients are looking to have filings on a yearly basis just uh, to confirm ownership of those corporations. And that implies um, some legal costs for the attorney doing um, the the work in that sense, the filings. And um, just quite recently, in the past uh, month or so, uh, it was due another declaration, another tax declaration for inactive corporations um, to file, which implies... uh, an accountant uh, to file that application with with, uh, the tax authorities. So uh, I believe those are the two major major, uh, issues. On top of that, because of the shareholders registration with the Costa Rican Central Bank, uh, every transfer of shares that has been registered with the Central Bank now is subject to revision by the Central Bank and the tax authorities, which means that um, back in the day, real estate transactions could be done by means of indirect transfer of shares without yep. any, um, any important tax consequences, without triggering the transfer tax immediately. Now, with that registration in place, uh, every time there's a transfer of shares, uh, it, that needs to be recorded and a transfer tax needs to be paid. So right. there is no longer the savings around it as well.
0: Yes. yeah i mean i remember when i first bought my condominium it was just a transfer of shares i mean this was like close to 20 years ago and i don't remember paying any taxes but uh maybe i did pay something but probably not so anyway we'll keep that quiet i hope that the tax yeah, yes, authorities yes. aren't listening you to you okay. did pay
1: yes, did yes pay, no just i didn't remember how much I, that's no, it I mean, it was such a long time ago yeah i overpaid you're, you're, you're i overpaid pay taxes yeah
0: uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work on getting that money back from the government. I'm sure that'll be yes. interesting. But I mean, with regards to trends that you're seeing in transactions coming across your guys' desks, I mean, is there anything that you're seeing? Is it like a higher dollar amount coming across? Are you guys seeing more land transfers? I mean, what are you seeing in what's being purchased?
1: Well, I can talk about the hardest happening in the Central Pacific, in the Hako area. That area is, is, is really hot. And for us, it was very, very surprising that actually the brokers said that they have been selling a lot more during the pandemic than before of that. Yep. So there's a lot of, of people trying to, um, and, and it's not even fire sales. I mean, they're, they're, they're actually selling at a good price. And there's yep. a tendency for people just saying, okay, I'd rather uh, have my cash uh, in my hand just just in case, rather to have it located out abroad and not knowing, for example, how the rentals part was go- was gonna do. Most of the clients, they purchased to invest, they purchased to rent the places. And due to the pandemic, they, they kind of panicked saying, okay, nobody's going there so I can rent. So they just sell it because we don't know how, how, how long the pandemic is gonna take. So there's a lot of sales that happened during, during that time.
2: Yeah, yeah I think in, in the Central Pacific and uh, in the mostly developed areas, such as uh, Tabarindo, uh, El Coco, Manacaste, uh, what's happened, it's turned into seller's market basically. Whatever's available um, gets on the market and it's sold really, really quickly. I've seen uh, in the past couple of months, deals close um, and receiving or not closing, at least signing um, purchase agreements and ready to close within 30 or 60 days. And I've seen sellers really urged and, and, and wanting to close really quickly because they've received offers for additional you know, 15 to 20% more than they signed two months ago. Yeah. Um, so it's turned into that and, and it's really, it's really crazy
0: right now. The market's going, it's going nuts. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I mean, what I'm, I suppose the trend I'm seeing a lot more in mine is seeing kind of smaller investment groups or larger investments groups, buying actual kind of hotels and kind of groups of apartments here. You know, they're looking to park cash somewhere. Uh, maybe it's just the tendency of my business and my experience, you know, that that is kind of my experience is kind of more the, you know, the tourism side of the industry. And that's why I'm seeing that. But it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it used to be that like. It was difficult to sell a boutique property just because of like for it to make money was difficult. But at the moment, with such the demand and for mid and long term rentals, there seems to be a lot of changing hands of those. Uh, and I'm actually involved in a few of those transactions. But anyway, let's just change gears here a little bit, because I, I'm sure that the uh, the listeners are uh, biting at the chomp here to kind of get into kind of you know, uh, owning uh, a property here in a corporation and also personal. But before I get into that, what rights does a foreigner have when owning a property here in Costa Rica?
1: Well, pretty much um, this is one of the few countries that actually uh, they level the rights of the local people with the foreigners. I mean, and there's, there's vehicles for foreigners to, to, to purchase or acquire properties such as corporations, but pretty much the rights are, are pretty much the same. Uh, They might have small restriction uh, regarding banking transactions if they uh, register that in their personal name, but pretty much they're leveled uh, on the same kind of rights that a a local uh, 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 Costa Rican citizen uh, might have.
2: It's constitutionally protected. The Costa Rican constitution allows for ownership um, to be done. Same by Costa Ricans and uh, foreigners. So uh, as Marco was saying, uh, definitely uh, there might be a little... Uh, some issues with uh, compliance uh, for banking, especially just because we are on, on the way of the of the drug traffic, we have a lot of m- money laundering uh, regulations that tend to be a little bit awkward uh, for decent and uh, um, and yes. uh, just entrepreneurs and, and investors that are coming Costa Rica. Uh, but they are required by law, um, and there's no way we can get around those. So. Back in the day, it was very simple. Marco and I used to do it all the time. Um, clients would come in and say, okay, I need a corporation to own the property and I need a bank account open already. By the time they got to Costa Rica, we would have that set up already. Nowadays, it's simply impossible. We need to um, comply with all the banking requirements. They need to know their clients. So there are forms that need to be filled, bank recommendation letters from their banks. Uh, they, we need to show where those forms are coming from and that they've been sitting in an account for a while, especially that they don't want money moving quickly. So aside from that, the fact is legally, the uh, all foreigners are allowed to have uh, bank accounts and especially ownership of properties without any issues. Now, the tendency has been um, almost forever to try to avoid liabilities uh, abroad. Um, Actually, in coming to Costa Rica by, by investors, they would like to have some kind of uh, shield towards any possible liability. Let's talk about that a bit, maybe. Costa Rica is not, um, the judicial system it's not as quick as it would be in, in other uh, countries. Uh, but there are ways that you can have an annotation and attachment placed on your property for contingencies such as labor, especially labor contingencies, commercial contingencies, or eventually if you do have a court ruling because of a breached contract, that could turn into a collection process that could mean that that could go and attach the property. So well, what clients have always uh, tried to avoid and what we've recommended is using uh, an additional structure that allows for um, the real estate to sit on a safe uh, ground where nothing else will be done. So uh, you, you buy a lot and you build a home, but you build a home and while you're contracting, you do that contract personally. The investor does it in his personal name, but the corporation holds the land. Yep. Uh, so that anything comes up with that um, co- contractor, that builder, or whoever is uh, you know any, any other assets that you're acquiring, they can't get to the corporation that easily. That would require lifting of a corporate veil, which is not very simple to do in Costa Rica, takes could take years. Um, so that type of liability is the reason why people have always uh, chosen using that corporate structure, and that's what has always been a recommendation. Now, because of what we were talking, all these new requirements, filings, and costs, uh, that means that a lot more clients are tending to towards the more personal ownership, uh, and having uh, corporation, I mean, not using corporations, but having the real estate in their personal name. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, Marco, maybe you could give us again, you know, I kind of wanted this kind of like uh, battle royale, but maybe that's a bit of a strong word here between owning, you know, in a corporation and also a personal name. But Rodrigo, if you could represent the, I suppose, you know, the uh, the holding a property in a corporation name, and Marco, you as an individual, uh, and we'll start with you, Marco. I mean, what do you think are the pros of holding um, a property in an individual's name? Uh, and also kind of, I suppose, the, uh, you know, the the cons of holding it in a corporation I said then. Oh, God, here we go. I love this. Oh, yeah. Uh, for okay. for any, <laughs> any of the listeners, Rodrigo's, exactly, Rodrigo's just put on a, a suit of armor helmet here. So this should be very interesting. Okay,
1: that's
0: not going to. Bring it
2: on, Michael. Bring
0: exactly, it on. Exactly. Bring it on. It's not going to be love enough it. for you. Love it.
1: Okay. Basically, uh, he stepped out of the, of the window. He it's was, fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, the biggest disadvantage, let's, let's start with the disadvantages, is, is the maintenance costs. We're talking about to set up a corporation is between $600 and $1,000 just to set it up. But the maintenance costs based on the new compliance laws, the shareholders registry declaration, the inactive filing declaration, resident agent expenses, the annual shareholders meeting files. So you're talking about at least $500 exactly. per year. Uh, plus you corporate taxes pay. as well. well. plus corporate taxes. Yeah. So you're talking about between 500 to 600 expenses per year. So pretty much you're paying the corporation all over again every year. Yeah. Uh, before the, the new uh, regulations and what Rodrigo mentioned, like uh, 10 years ago, you didn't have to pay transfer tax if you if you if you assign the shares of a corporation. So that makes sense in a lot of, of, of ways, but. Right now, you have to pay the taxes anyway, regardless if you're, you're uh, transferring the shares or you, you own it in a physical name. So the advantages of holding a corporation, they're just uh, diminished a lot. Uh, the advantages of having it in a personal name, well, pretty much are the expenses. Um, there are some, some cons regarding opening bank accounts. The foreigners here, if they don't have a residency or, or they're not citizens, they have some, some small restrictions that could be a con. Um, but other advantages that you used to have for uh, having the property in, in, in corporations was also estate planning. You can uh, assign the shares to a state plan and it will be easier to transfer to your heirs or beneficiaries. But right now since you have to pay the transfer tax anyways, that doesn't make that much sense. So what we recommend clients when they decide to purchase on their personal name, we can just have a a will set up in that that same sense once once the property has been transferred and a will will serve the purposes of the estate planning if they they pass away. So pretty much the biggest advantage is you save a lot of costs. Um, You are... um, Well, pretty much you, you will have the same rights as a Costa Rican citizen, uh, purchasing, adding the purchase in, the, in your personal name. Disadvantages are, um, and Rodrigo definitely will point those out. When you plan to buy as an investment and you want to do something with a, with a property, you will have to assign a power of a attorney and you have to go either to a consulate in, outside or have an early public being there so you can do something with with the property. So the practical uh, aspects of holding that under your personal name could be counterproductive. But other than that, I think it's uh, worth to consider saving the the expenses, the yearly expenses and having it under your personal name at this point.
0: Rico, over to you, Battle Royale.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) okay uh, I think aside from the liabilities issues which is always very important um, try, trying to avoid and trying to have your assets as separate as you can from any potential liabilities and um, uh, lawsuits uh, creditors etc which is always a big issue I think um, as Marco said there are state planning um, vehicles we can use in a corporation and specials we can have um, powers of attorney granted and the oper- the operation of the company and actual ownership can still be managed and handled in Costa Rica, even if the client is not here. Whereas if uh, I would recommend a person that's uh, living in Costa Rica, then they would have no issues with having the, the property in their personal name. But if they're coming in and out and they're not always going to be here, just to sign... For instance, any contract for, for uh, your internet speed, for instance, they're gonna ask for the ownership documents uh, of, of that property. So if, um, if it's held in a personal lane, it means as Marco said, that that person would have to go, if it's uh, in Europe and abroad and in the US or Canada, they would have to go um, into a Costa Rican consulate and grant a special power of attorney, which is not a simple thing to do, it takes time, it takes money. Um, in order to have someone here represent that person and sign those documents, whatever that is. Uh, Contractors, um, employees, if you wanna have something built at your home, um, or as I said, any services, or if there's an issue with the tax authorities, or there's an issue with municipality. Whereas if it's held in a corporation and normally uh, your attorney in Costa Rica will handle your corporate books, uh, we can have proxies issued that they can you know, the, shares, uh, the shareholders can sign abroad, sent to us, we can hold a shareholders meeting, and we can grant the powers of attorney without the person being here. That means we can have a very quick access to uh, powers of attorney and representation in the country. I think that's one of the main issues. Um, again, the uh, estate planning as well, even though there are taxes that need to be paid, it means you, ha- you can avoid a probate. Uh, And eventually, if uh, if the owner dies, then we can have, um, if they left the will, we can simply start a probate in a notary, uh, before a notary public, which means we can save a lot of time and the profits are going to be a lot quicker than having it in its personal name. If that can be done, we can have it in the personal name as well, but that's going to take a lot longer. But if we can have a living trust, for instance, if the person passes away, the shares are put in a trustee that simply transfers over to the beneficiaries. That saves a lot of time. It's expensive, <laughs> but it takes it's it's a <laughs> lot less expensive than a probate, that's for sure. And obviously, we're not here. Uh, we don't know how long it's going. We're going to be on this, one. and that's that's a possibility. We're
0: I think these are all very, very good points. I think it just really, deter- you know, it really depends on where the individual is. I mean, if you're living here in Costa Rica, having it in your own personal name, of course, would make sense. But if you're abroad, having it in your personal name, and if it has, I mean, if it's just a piece of land, having it in your personal name probably is not a big issue. If there's nothing on it, there's not many moving parts by the sounds of it. But if you're building, constructing architects, you need internet, you're renting, etc. like it has a lot more moving parts, it sounds like it may be a little bit better to do it in a corporation.
1: Also, also, it depends on what you're planning to do with the property. I mean, if you're planning to uh, um, develop some type of commercial activity, it makes sense to have that under a corporation. So I'm shooting yeah. myself in my foot, but if you're yeah. having some type of, of, of commercial activity, you'd rather have it under a corporation for contingencies and liabilities. Uh, issues. Yeah.
2: Just to serve as an example, perhaps, Richard, um, I myself, whatever I have in my name, uh, it's not in my name, it's corporate name, Um, uh, I believe you said it was the same for your case. Yep. Um, I don't know, Marco's case.
1: All my wealth? Yes. (laughs) It's It's under his mattress. It's under his mattress in
0: (laughs) shoeboxes.
2: It's in corporations as well. So uh, obviously transferring out of corporations means paying transfer taxes. So we have it there. We just keep it there. But there's a big reason why we're doing it. We all know. Uh, they are protected from other activities so that's that's the main
0: you know it has I, a cost i have a a few rental properties and typically what they are is that they're held in a corporation but there's also a management company as well that actually so that they're actually separate so the day to day running just because again if You know, there is a liability that if someone's in your home and slips and something happens or something happens in the property, you know, they could come after the uh, the actual, uh, you know, the actual corporation, which holds the property, of course. But if you have a management company that runs the day to day, you know, it's kind of separating concerns a little bit there. But I'm sure that you guys could shoot some holes in that one as well. But anyway, just let let me add something,
2: Richard, I didn't mention. um, I think we we are setting something up of the sort. When, when you have it in a corporation you can also have partial ownership uh, sold yep. to somebody else and have some um, kind of do a time sharing and say okay you're going to own uh, one-fourth of the corporation you have um, the right to use the property for x amount of weeks during the year for that purpose you can have a shareholders agreement to uh, regulate all, all issues so that's an additional uh, layer uh, of, of uh, interest that it might might like it be, investors
0: might like it as well or, or people or people applying for residency, you know, because once you have $150,000 of investment here, you can apply for residency. But if it's in one person's name a property, then, you know, they can apply in their dependents. But if it's multiple friends and it's in one person's name, you can't do that. Whereas if a corporation yeah, has good. multiple different shareholders, you know, that it all invested over 150000 you know, they can all apply for residency here in Costa Rica. So... Um, I mean, you guys, you guys have mentioned open a bank account there. Um, but I mean, if a foreigner is here in Costa Rica and they want to open a bank account, um, you know, is it better to do, you know, when thinking about holding a property in a corporation or personal name and then thinking about opening a bank account? Because again, if it's going to have some, I suppose we've answered this, but like how easy is it to open a, a, a bank account in someone, an individual's name that's not a resident here of Costa Rica and how easy is it to open it with a, with a corporate uh, business?
1: Well, uh, some of the requirements are the same, but pretty much the biggest difference is that they, they will be asking for more personal information. Obviously, if you're opening in a personal account, for example, yep. uh, they we're going to be asking for tax returns. You're going to be asking for bank references, the statements, where is the money coming from? Um and you will have some, some restrictions for online banking, for example, you cannot do transfer without having a, what you just call a, a DMX or a residency, a, a residency cellular a number. So those, those, those restrictions depend on, on what you wanna do with the bank account. Some people just wanted to have it for petty cash, for example, to pay HOA fees, to have automatic debit for the electric and the internet and cable and all that. For that, it makes sense to have it under a personal name. Opening it under a corporate corporation, the banks ask you to have a, a, like a permanent link here in Costa Rica, such as acquiring a property. So, other than that, they will be asking for a CPA projection on of how many uh, income and expenses you 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 plan to have within the three or six months term. And uh, but in that case, they won't ask uh, mostly. In most of banks they would they won't ask. For, for more specific information regarding the shareholders. they just wanna have a permanent, permanent link here, why do you're opening the bank account for and having a CPA that reflects that you're gonna be, I don't know, receiving rental income and you're gonna have the, the, the debits for the HOA fees and property taxes and legal fees and all that. So uh, pretty much, um, I think it could be easier actually to open it under, under a corporation rather than, than physical name. And for practical reasons, You have more flexibility doing that through a corporation. You want to have the same restrictions that you would have if you were a a personal uh, having the bank account under under your personal name.
0: Well, my last question to each of you, I'll ask Rodrigo first because I know that you guys uh, guys have meetings this morning. I really appreciate you taking the time to jump on this podcast. Rodrigo, if you had $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica at this particular moment in time, what would you do with it and why? um short of giving it to me to invest for you oh
2: definitely i'll give it to you i'm joking i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) no i would do that i would do that there's there's a lot of opportunities still there's still a lot of land um out there uh i think there are still a lot of people trying to back out from um uh purchases they did uh when the world was different i think when they were able to fly a little more down here um uh, a lot of people have, I think the last boom that we had was probably 2008 uh, when it ended. And I believe there's a ownership cycle that's just gone around. And a lot of people are looking to get out of that um, just because of time and what we've faced the past couple of years. So I think there's potential. There's a lot of um, people trying to sell as quickly as possible. They know the market's on the rise, but they don't want to be left out either. So. I would put money towards real estate uh, as fast as I could. That's what I would do right now.
0: Any particular areas or anything that you'd be looking at specifically? Uh, The coast all around.
2: Um, Yeah, just around the coast. uh, There's a lot of things going around um, towards the coast uh, on the way. But uh, I would look at Guanacaste. Central Pacific is very hot. and, And the Southern Pacific is really, really nice area. There's a lot of area there and there's a lot of potential um, new airport uh, coming in at some point. Um, so uh, I, I would look at the coast on uh, the Pacific, um, without a doubt.
0: What about you,
1: Marco? Well, it depends. And I think the question is, if you want to play it safe or you going to have, you want to take some risk. Well, do, do both. I mean, if you, if, you, if you were to play it safe, what would you do? And if you want to take some risk, what would you do? If I want to play it safe, I'll definitely buy something in the coast that's already built. I won't, uh, wouldn't invest right now in in purchasing land and trying to develop, uh, permitting. You know, it's it's a nightmare, yep. and and just building and labor and all that. So I rather have um, invest in the coastal uh, uh, coastal uh, areas, something that that could give me some return regarding rentals. I believe that the tourists, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the tourism is is getting a rise right now. So we're sure. gonna, we can expect that that to be you know, on a rise. So I, I would will definitely. Expect uh, invest in something that could give, could give me a good rental uh, income return. As far as taking risks, um, I could invent, invest in some, some type of, of, of property that that nobody's looking right now. Everybody's taking a look at the coasts. I believe that you you should consider investing in some type of projects uh, um, focused on digital nomads, for example, people that are coming here to work. So you might invest in raw land and build small, uh, small homes or container homes and just just have like a nomad community and try to invest in that part because i believe that regardless of the pandemic people will definitely love and and be amused about the working here and having access to nature and having i don't know it's 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 something that that i would consider uh, as an option as well great
0: i agree, I agree. Well, guys, I, I know that you're. Uh, you, we have a um, a hard stop here at nine, and it's nine oh one, and Rodrigo needs to run to a meeting. But I want again, thank you very much for both of your time, guys. I'm going to place all of your contact details in the description, so anyone that wants to reach out to you guys, they can. Uh, and have a good weekend, guys.
1: Thanks, man. It's been great, great, Richard. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Catch you later. Bye. Go away
0: Hey guys, another great podcast there with Rodrigo and also Marco. As you can see, there are a wealth of knowledge there. Um, I like to say that they are seriously casual, meaning they're very serious, but they also like to have a bit of fun as well. So I always like uh, doing business with people that like to have a bit of fun as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, great feedback there on owning a property personally and also in a corporation. I think in summary, if you're here in Costa Rica and you intend to live it on your own, I'd probably say do it in your personal name. But if you are going in and out or there has any commercial functionality to it, I would put it in a corporation there, guys. So, um, so yeah. But remember, guys, um, if you need any assistance or any pointers on anything, please feel free to reach out to us here. Uh, you can get in contact with us, info at rica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend, and we will uh, speak to you soon. Thanks very much, guys. Bye.